Hello and welcome to Cross Street Coaching. I'm your host, Jason, from Hawthorne Union. This show is designed to be bite-sized information on personal growth, career, and leadership development, and professional coaching. Welcome back to another episode of Cross Street Coaching, where we try to discover and talk about the people who support and develop other people. How do they support and develop themselves? And with me today is Coach Jesse. How's it going, Jason? Uh, super excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to to have you on board. And we're going to be talking about authentic masculinity and about Coach Jesse, the man, the legend. <laughs> I like that you didn't include the myth in there. Uh, there's probably some mythology out there somewhere, but... <laughs> <laughs> right, there probably is. But however, you are right in front of me. Fair enough. I am a real being. Here I am. Excellent. So, Coach Jesse, how do you like to be introduced? Wow, I've never thought about it. Just probably pretty directly. This is Jesse. Here's his. Here's his stuff. <laughs> here's his spiel. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Uh, not a lot of fanfare. I would say. You know, just pretty, pretty directly to the point. So, um, been a coach. Yeah. So I'm a coach. I've been a coach for uh, probably about six years or so. Well, five years or so in terms of private practice or. Mm-hmm. or um, private client coaching. Uh, I coach, I train, I facilitate uh, programming as well, uh, related to or not related to coaching. Uh, I do some speaking engagements, hopefully a lot more of those to come, and working to write a book uh, this year as well. Excellent. Nice. And, yeah. A humble man, a few words, but so many things going on. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it is like, hey, this is what's going to happen. So like, I don't have a whole lot to say. I don't have a whole lot of in terms of accomplishment to, to hang my hat on. So I don't have to fortunately get caught in the trap of uh, talking about that for too long. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about why you agreed to come on the show today. Well, for one, <laughs> great opportunity to connect with you. Uh, love the love the chance just to have a conversation uh, and also number two, uh, the opportunity to talk about something that's pretty near and dear to my heart. It's a pretty big passion project of mine, being able to support men, uh, in uncovering the real them, uh, the authentic them, the authentic, uh, elements of their masculinity, the, the things that, uh, have managed to stay untouched or unaffected by, by programming or societal influence or things like that, but help them be able to get back to that. Uh, when you get me going, I can go on forever about it. And, Love to have conversations about it, but also understanding that this can then be elevated in terms of impact uh, to to get out there uh, on the the interwebs. And hopefully there's somebody that hears something that can, uh, I don't know, bring a little um, bring a little clarity to them or help them in some way as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love connecting with you, Jesse. For full disclosure, Jesse was one of my mentor coaches and coached with me a lot last year. And so catching up with them is always a great time. But for those that have never heard of your your discussion types, when we talk about authentic masculinity, and you've brought up a several, several topics, how would you introduce someone <laughs> to your perspective and this world? Well, when it comes to authentic masculinity, the desire to begin a dialogue and begin discovery around that honestly came about somewhat organically, uh, but also as a result of feeling a little bombarded by the world at large with this idea of 
uh, masculinity as toxic or these characterizations in pop culture as ma- of masculinity as toxic and the immediate, of course, defensiveness uh, that I noticed in myself. And, and then, well, you know, getting a little curious about what's behind that defensiveness. And it is that I don't feel like it's an accurate characterization of masculinity as a whole. Is there toxicity in the world? Absolutely. Uh, that is not, uh, <laughs> men don't have the market cornered on toxic behaviors for sure. Uh, but <laughs> we have plenty of unhealthy things that uh, we've been, that we've been taught, things that have been passed down as, as a, um, maybe a warped notion of masculinity. So I love to talk about uh, a reframe. And, and by reframing, really, to me, it's just getting back to the heart and the essence of what actual masculinity is and authenticity is uh, for men when they can get past the things that they've been convinced to believe about themselves, you know, the, the things that they've been convinced. Uh, and that can be from their parents, their, their fathers, especially uh, there's a, a legitimate school of thought that, that some of the convincing about their masculinity could come from not having fatherly or male influences in their lives as well. Uh, but from uh, pop culture at large, the same pop culture that on the one hand will vilify masculinity on the other hand, will try to sell, Three hundred million dollars worth of movie tickets to <laughs> to a movie about uh, the most toxic male figure that you could imagine. They'll, they'll prop them up with one hand and beat them down with the other. I just love to <clears throat> to dive into the discussion of what it actually means to be a man, a real you know, to really have that authenticity uh, and embody that healthy, vibrant masculinity that the world needs to be. You know, for us to be in our best place as a society, as a world, as a culture, there needs to be balance. Uh, you need powerful, empowered femininity. <laughs> you need powerful, authentic, empowered masculinity as well. Because uh, th- those different perspectives, bringing all those perspectives to bear on something is going to get us to the best possible end result. Yeah. And in your mind, what is the best possible end result? Fostering a world uh, that is, in a sense, an environment that is open, that is accepting, that uh, has standards, you know, and um, doesn't, there's things that they won't tolerate in terms of, you know, violations of each other's rights and things like that, but respect, respect for each other's differences, healthy dialogue, healthy disagreement, healthy conflict, uh, born from place, a, a place of the best intentions where people are bringing their true selves uh, without, without defenses, without uh, walls, get, to get our world into a much, much healthier, much better place. We're, we're broken. A little bit where we're not <laughs> we need de- we desperately need healing and in, in, in a lot of ways as individuals and especially as a society at large you know so much of everything uh that we see that we experience that we feel uh that we're accustomed to is built around conflict around sensationalism around <laughs> uh pitting one person or one group against the other uh, that's not healthy. That's not the ideal outcome. The ideal outcome is being able to be respectful, respect each other's uh, uniqueness, and not just celebrate, not just respect it, but celebrate it. Uh, well, we have to be pretty comfortable with our own uniqueness and our own individuality and our own authenticity first before we can really embrace it fully in a healthy way in other folks as well. Right. So, uh, ultimate ultimate end result is is beautiful community that is thriving through healthy conflict, healthy discussion, healthy disagreement, uh, because it's predicated on a place of respect and love. And, you know, it starts with being able to love and respect yourself for your own uniqueness and authenticity. 
Yeah, I like that. I like the idea of this furthering that sense of community. And I picked up and you said, hey, if you want these things, it's not that we're eradicating conflict, we're getting for healthy conflict. And in order to start there, you start with yourself. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that? Maybe so some there may be some people that are hearing this and they're like, no, I'm I'm good. I don't need this. But someone else, someone else <laughs> definitely needs this. And so when you yeah, yeah. When you're thinking about the the self-awareness and the people that your message is for. People like me a little bit. People and, and I, I think about my own personal background. Uh, and I was definitely and still get caught in this, but definitely in a space of thinking that I had a lot of stuff figured out um, or that I, I was on top of a lot of things. Or I was doing really, really well, uh, but I had a very skewed sense of self. Right. Um, this type of work is is a way to, to level up by stripping away, level up by by breaking down some things, right? Some beliefs, some some maybe <clears throat> ways that we fooled ourselves. It, it starts by getting honest with yourself, right? Um, so the folks that I folks that I'd be interested in working with, or maybe you know, well anybody, right? I'd love to coach the world, but uh, it's men who are in a place of not having uh, the fulfillment that they want, would want. I, and I don't care, you know, ma- material success aside, right? Like that sort of thing can be a great uh, external measure, right? A great thing to show off, uh, but your paycheck doesn't, doesn't indicate anything at all about what's in your heart, uh, how you view yourself, how fulfilling your life is. So somebody maybe who I might have all the external trappings, all the external successes that the world would tell you uh, are a great measure of a great man, but but are, are lacking something on the inside. They're the only ones that can tell you that. But folks who have had uh, maybe at points some difficulty in relationships with other people or just feel like something's missing. You know, I'm not necessarily just talking about that midlife crisis, dude, although that absolutely applies to the quote unquote midlife crisis, dude. But even even uh, young men who are in that that phase of kind of late adolescence when they're starting to become starting to explore what it means to be a man in the world as well, you know, figure out what that is. There's that idea of supporting transition phases or transitional periods uh, in men, but uh, people who are just, you know, dudes who are just looking for more out of this life than, than what they feel like they've got so far. The guys that are going, man, there's gotta be more to it than this. There's gotta be more. This can't be it. Really? Is this it? no, brother man this is not it <laughs> there is more there is more out there and i say there's more out there because there's more in you right what, what you're looking for you've already got you just don't know it yet uh, so let's get in there get honest uh <clears throat> break some things <laughs> tear some things down uh figure out what's real and figure out where what your true north is and where you're really designed created to be to be heading as well you know and all that it's uncovering all the answers that are already within you that, that you just haven't found yet. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about breaking things, which mm-hmm. I think most people would automatically associate with violent, right? With destroying, with breaking <laughs> down. And so how does does breaking things equate to true progressive change, especially when we're talking about things such as authentic, non-toxic masculinity? There's a deconstruction process that kind of has to happen uh in a sense for a lot of us at points right there there are patterns there are ways of thinking that that feed into ways of being or perspective 
uh, that just really aren't serving us. So we've got to break out of that pattern. And sometimes that requires a little bit of, uh, man, I guess, well, yeah, a little aggression. It requires a little bit of an attack, a little bit of, of, of a again, destruction or deconstruction process in the sake of, uh, it's like a healthy burn, a healthy fire uh, in a forest <clears throat> that burns away the undergrowth so new things can can be born and thrive uh, and replace some of that sort of unhealthy stuff that's there. Um, but we've got to deconstruct or take apart, dismantle some 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 previous structures in order to have space uh, to really grow and space to space to to be who we truly are. Like there's this just this deep level of again, of programming of thoughts, words, feelings that we're, we're so used to. Uh, we've become accustomed to being a, a, the notion of either who we are or, you know, how we fit in as men in the world, uh, our roles, these, this idea of gender roles or, or whatever, you know, and <clears throat> those things have to be confronted. <laughs> it has to be confronted and then it has to be, in some cases, totally blown up. <laughs> Some cases it's just got to be chipped away a little, right? Everybody's kind of got their own thing, but at some at some level, on a long enough or short enough timeline, it's gotta it's gotta be um, dealt with decisively. Again, I, it, it's almost related to that idea of kind of healthy conflict. There are mm. some things that need to be broken. <laughs> there are some things that need to be broken for the health of the system, or or eliminated for the health of the system overall, and so. Um, We've got to confront those things and, and we've got to tear them down where they need to be torn down. Confronting the know? things that need to be broken. And I really, yeah. yeah, and I really like that analogy of, of the, you know, of preventing that wildfire, especially here in Colorado, because, you know, wildfires are a problem. And the reason why wildfires are a problem is, is because us as a, we people, humans as a society are so good at preventing forest fires, that natural process of the underbrush. And because we prevent that, when a wildfire does break out, it has so much fuel to burn that much hotter. And so actually that really resonates with me personally, because doing that healthy trimming, doing that healthy removal is making sure that when things do burn, it doesn't bring down the whole forest. It brings down a section, which is part of nature, part mm -hmm. of that cycle. One thing that I talk about uh, or I've talked about in the past, I, I'm a firm believer in, right? There's so many. So I do a lot of volunteer work with my undergraduate fraternity from college. And there's mm -hmm. uh, there's so many of these unhealthy behaviors that we have attempted to address, right? We, we attempt to get at the problem, but not necessarily get at the root cause behind the problem. So the evidence that we might have of um, not addressing some of the unhealthy underlying causes, uh, it, 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 it it's like there's a built up pressure, a back building pressure in some of these young men and a lot of our young men, maybe where they haven't figured out the healthy or the right way to deal with difficult emotions, difficult feelings, you know, process through difficult things that have happened in our lives. So if they've suppressed, suppressed, suppressed all these things, well, guess what? Those things are going to express themselves. The fire's gonna happen. Mm. Right. So yeah. do we do it? We figure out a way to have it in the right context and to burn the right things. And, you know, the, the, this, uh, these feelings, these emotions, this masculinity express itself in a healthy way. Or do we let it back build, build up, build up, build up, build up, build up, then it explode <laughs> with all this fuel. Uh, and, uh, and then, we, you know, we see the evidence of it being expressed in an unhealthy way because it, it never, nothing ever released the pressure, nothing ever burnt the undergrowth in a healthy way. Right. So you, 
that expresses itself, that can surface itself in substance abuse issues, substance use or abuse issues, um, honestly, sexual assault, sexual misconduct issues as well, because they're not, they don't know how to have a healthy relationship. Maybe uh, they don't know how to relate to another human being in a healthy way because they don't know how to relate to themselves in a healthy way. Right. Or uh, hazing, <laughs> yeah. hazing, bullying, you know, hazing is hazing is bullying uh, in a, maybe a slightly slightly different context same deal same same right well that's coming from uh you know hurt people hurt people unhealthy people do unhealthy things right and um to me that's an expression of of um it's a really unhealthy expression of some things that it it comes about or those things come to the surface because they haven't been taught uh, the right tools been given the right skills been given the right uh venue or avenues to to learn more about themselves, be honest with themselves and express themselves in the right way. Right. It's going to come out somehow. Yeah. One way or <laughs> it's another. It's going to happen somehow. Mm-hmm. The fire's going to happen somehow. So you want to have it on your terms, the right way, the healthy way, the way that's ultimately for the greater good. Uh, or do you want to have it kind of burn out of control and, and destroy everything? Yeah. Right. I know I'm jumping around metaphors here because I'm talking like pressure cooker, a wildfire, uh, I don't know, volcano, right? But the whole, all the premises are, are, are the same, right? It's like, let it out in the controlled, healthy way or face the consequences of it being out of control, right? Yeah. So I, I can keep going. I can keep <laughs> going for 10 more years. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get, uh, I'm starting to get fired up a little bit if you can't tell. So good. Rain good. me in if you need the good healthy fire. Yeah. So when you yeah, think the about healthy fire. Absolutely. When you think about those healthy tools that you're helping people develop and you think of the spectrum of clients that you've helped with and assisted, what is some of the low hanging mm-hmm. fruit, the easiest barrier to entry for people that are interested in starting to recognize or do any of this type of work? The first thing the, the foundation, which I wouldn't call necessarily low hanging fruit, but it's the thing that's got to happen first is getting really, really honest with their perspective about themselves. Um, and that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't, that definitely doesn't mean get honest, uh, by beating yourself up or chat, you know, castigating yourself or whatever. I mean, I mean just getting really, really honest about where you are uh, and how that compares to where you'd like to be finding a sense of purpose, a sense of, um, what you were created to be. And that is so much closer uh, than to, to the top of someone's consciousness than a lot of people realize. They've just got to be given the opportunity to explore it a little bit. Um, I think another thing is beginning to develop, specifically for men, beginning to develop uh, a way to kind of describe the emotions that they're feeling instead of defaulting to either angry or happy. <laughs> as as the only two uh, emotions, but starting to understand some of those other layers uh, as well. Uh, the 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 other parts of the spectrum in between there are in between those two sort of extremes, but in between those two kind of watermarks, and uh, just kind of starting to to talk through some of those things. Uh, there's the opportunity once you start to explore some of those other emotions to get into some process work, where you just kind of get in it. You get in the emotion and you stay in the emotion for a minute. You feel it. You really feel it. And then start to start to describe it. This is where you're starting to build that vocabulary, build that uh, that idea that there are more than two emotions uh, and that it can be healthy to feel and experience that, that you don't have to run from it or you don't have to stuff it down or, or numb it out, right? But the biggest thing 
yeah, you got to You got to start with honesty, being honest with yourself uh, about where you are. Uh, and then <clears throat> you can build on that by, again, by exploring some emotions and, and being willing to dive in with a little vulnerability. I don't know that there's a whole lot of this that is super duper easy. The easiest thing is probably uh, put, <laughs> putting an appointment on the calendar for a free session. <laughs> uh, and that's not super duper. That's not even all that necessarily easy, but there's a little bit of, uh, there's a little bit, of, I would call it courageous, man. I don't want to, I don't in any way want to cheapen or lessen the value of a word like, you know, courage or, or describing something as courageous. But um, you know, I take a lot of my cues and this comes across as no surprise to anybody who's probably been paying attention already. Like I take a lot of my cues from, from some of Brene Brown's work on vulnerability, uh, and courage. Right. And, um, and how one, one essentially is the other <laughs> in a way it's all about your perspective on it. Right. So, uh, it's courageous to be vulnerable enough to take the step of, of reaching out and scheduling a free session for something, maybe with someone you don't know, uh, to talk about some stuff that's going to make you uncomfortable. You've got to be vulnerable uh, to get into that space. And it takes guts, man. It takes guts. It takes guts to tell the truth about yourself. It takes guts to be honest with yourself about yourself, frankly, right? Because you're going to see some things that you don't love. Like, well, yeah, that you're not, that, that just aren't awesome, right? But mm -hmm. it, it takes that to be able to get where you're going because you got to find out where you're starting from as well. Um, so yeah, the, the easy, even the easiest thing about this work is probably pretty difficult, but every bit of it's worth it, right? Every bit of it is so worth it. Like there's a, there's a way that there's a way that we were created to live, you know, and I can say with pretty, pretty close to certainty that that way does not involve fooling ourselves and does not involve suppressing our emotions. That doesn't mean that, you know, let all our emotions out be run by our emotions, um, but not <clears throat> fooling ourselves, not living under a shroud or living repressed or, you know, living uh, in a way that's not truly honoring our values or honoring the reason that we were created. I know that that's not how <laughs> we were designed to live. And the longer we live in that way, um, every single minute living that way is a minute you don't get to get back. That's the call to action. That's the challenge. Figure it. You, figure out what it takes to to have the guts to to do it. Because it's only, you're taking a gamble on yourself. But I promise you, I promise you, it's going to pay off every time. You know, we're coming just off the Super Bowl, and then you know, you see yeah. these figures of the tens of thousands of dollars that that folks have thrown down on a freaking football game that they have no control over. Right? You have control over the work that you do on yourself. I promise you. That gamble, <laughs> I promise you that risk is going to pay off every single time. And the return uh, is incalculable when you get in there and do the work. And somehow the football game seems easier than uh, signing up, just shooting off a simple email or making a click. But you're right. It does take courage because that is the first step to realizing that you need some work and you're realizing that you need to get somewhere. So as we're talking about, gambling and betting. Jesse, how do you bet on yourself? <laughs> that is part of our show's central message, which is how does the coach, the man who develops other people that is helping other people open their eyes, what sort of things are you working on? Oh, I uh, work pretty, <laughs> pretty regularly. I lean into working with my coach. Um, she's amazing. She is uh, a wizard. And uh, has been an invaluable resource. I don't think that I would be 
in a position to pour into others if I wasn't being poured into myself through the through the coaching space. Um, I also have a pretty pretty dedicated prayer and meditation practice, uh, morning and evening as well. Set aside for myself intentional time because I tend to be high energy and I tend to be a hard charger and a go getter and a default aggressive guy. So I've got to <laughs> I've got to build in. Uh, some things in my life to force myself to slow down and be and be present a little more. Right. Um, I do a good bit of uh, working out as well. You know, some of that physical exertion I find helps me get into uh, a mental space of a little more stillness. There's a lot I can process where I can be internally still, but externally uh, not still. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. that I process on a run or a lot that I process, you know, uh, doing rounds on the heavy bag or whatever else that is, you know, it's just, a, there's a lot about that kind of kinetic energy from my body that helps my mind get calm and get focused. I do a lot of, I, I coach, right. And so for me, that's even, that's work on my soul. That's investment in me. I get as much out of it as, as, uh, as any client, I think, because there, there's something that is, it's, um, it's transformational on my end to be living directly out of my purpose. And I, uh, I'm convinced that uh, I was put on this earth to to do that. <laughs> my my reason for being is to empower other folks to be their best selves. You know that's why I was created, and and coaching is the avenue that uh, I feel I've been called uh, to to use to to fulfill that purpose, to live out of that purpose. So uh, it's almost like repair work for me. It's building up my own muscles, building up my own um, sort of strength and heart, uh, heart and soul to do that. That's heart and soul work, you know? Yeah. So getting your own coaching, spirituality and that connection, and then physicality mm. is part of what's making that space. And then coaching, part of, you said, fulfilling what you believed you were here put on this earth to do. And mm. how did you come to know that that was your purpose? Mm. It's this deep resonance, this deep harmony when I finally got into it and really figured out what the heck it coaching even was. So I was got, I got exposed to it, uh, through my current employer. Uh, it's coaching within the context of higher education mm -hmm. and, um, started to come to understand what that was. It, it, it's ultimately, it's not what we would call pure coaching, right? Because it's, it does bring in a bit of an agenda, obviously, uh, coaching in that context, the idea is that you're helping to increase uh, retention through to graduation. There's a specific kind of goal, or set of goals in mind, right? Helping support students to graduate. Well, so if, if you're doing that, you're bringing in a little bit of your own agenda, but you're applying some pretty, you know, pretty tried and true coaching techniques as well in that support. Um, so I began then to like, I'm naturally pretty competitive person and I felt like I wasn't, uh, I wasn't as good as my coworkers at that. So I started looking for some external resources uh, more in the line of, like the pure coaching, trying to find a coaching school, so to speak, where I could really get uh, skills <clears throat> and I could figure out, of course, how to make them fit into that context. But I wanted to get like the tried and true, legit, like the different, a different depth of foundation there. So uh, as I began to explore there, begin to educate myself and seek out learning opportunities, growth and development opportunities there, uh, then I began to really get into kind of that, um, the depth of it the depth, width and breadth of just kind of that pure coaching where you're just really showing up and like, Hey, what's the agenda? I'm here to honor your agenda, period. You know, let's be in the space. And once I got there and I felt that harmony and I felt that, um, 
like like in the movie Tin Cup where he talks about the cosmic tuning fork going off. Uh, <laughs> you know that that's what I felt as ah uh, this deep kind of resonant tone. I just knew, man. You just know um, to your bones. I knew it, and and I thought, you know, there's just kind of this electro, this electric charge. You know, this fire, this uh, this fire um, that. Uh, that started burning that hasn't gone out <clears throat> and it just gets more and more, more and more powerful, right? This kind of resonance, this fire, this electricity, this magnetism and whatever you want to call it. I don't know how to describe it exactly because it's all those things at the same time uh, for me. And in the process of some of that learning, I did some work in a, in a particular in-person session where I was doing some coaching training and it was around kind of helping it was working on, you know, some techniques to bring about a, an idea of a life purpose in our clients. So what do you think we did? We <laughs> we we did the work to figure out some life purpose uh, elements for ourselves as well. And it just kind of landed. It's iterated a little bit, but it's the same basic principle, basic message, you know, that I was put on this earth to empower people to set themselves free, to be them, their best selves. You know what I mean? And yeah, Um if I'm put on earth for something else than that, uh, I can't possibly imagine what it like. That's it, man. That's the magic. That is the stuff for me right there, you know, to be able to be of best service to my fellows, you know, my fellow humans. Uh, I just can't imagine something. I can't imagine something resonating more deeply with me. You know, that's, that's the stuff that can get you out of bed in the morning. And so Jesse, if people want to experience <laughs> that pure coaching that you provide, where can people find out more about you? Uh, obviously, I'd be more than happy and actually pretty excited to connect with anybody, for example, on LinkedIn, uh, Jesse Trout, pretty easy to find Jesse and then Trout spelled just like the fish. And uh, but also, of course, I've got a website where uh, there's information about me. There's uh, the ability to schedule uh, free coaching sessions as well. Uh, I'm in the process of getting linked up uh, a talk that I actually gave on and a link to the video of, of the talk that I gave on authentic masculinity. Uh, it's a mouthful here, but it is mindfullifecoachingtn.com. In addition, of course, to my coaching work, I'm involved in an awesome project uh, with you <laughs> and a few other coaches as well. Uh, as a collective, uh, we're called the Hawthorne Union, and we run some really amazing, amazing coach trainings designed to uh, put more tools in the toolkit for our fellow coaches, right? Uh, I have a training course um, that's actually about to run in a couple weeks, uh, within two weeks time, actually, on Wednesday nights, uh, that is that is centered on this idea of coaching to support authentic masculinity. The idea, yeah, is just kind of getting really clear on our idea of what it is, what all it entails, and then really clear on how to support our clients in finding that, uh, that authentic self and that true, legitimate, healthy, uh, beautiful, vibrant, powerful masculinity as well. Uh, so of course, anybody <clears throat> that wants to know more can visit the Hawthorne Union uh, website. And I believe that our trainings, my training in particular, located under uh, hawthorneunion.com slash shop. Uh, and that should be a listing of all of our courses uh, with at least a blurb about the course content for each. Uh, again, this course, as you've probably figured out, is again, entitled Authentic Masculinity. And that's uh, training for coaches, uh, put on by coaches, put together entirely by coaches. Um, 
So yeah, help me carry the message. Coaches, help me take this thing to the world. You can be, we, we can all kind of evangelize this idea of helping men uh, be the men they were created to be for the, for the sake of healing the entire world by, by healing a man at a time. Thanks for tuning in. For more information on Hawthorne Union, you can go to www.hawthorneunion.com or reach us at info at hawthorneunion.com. Thank you.